Wait, okay, I'm gonna test it. Yes, we did it. Hi, Scoops. Hi, Scoops. So we're going to play Hello. some intro music uh, before while we're waiting for all the people to get here. So I'm going to start playing it now. Cue the music. excited to welcome everybody here to the very first episode ever of Not Another Blank in Web 3. We are so excited about this thing and I hope you guys are too. The whole point, if you don't know, is that we are bringing on amazing uh, diverse individuals like Scoops here. He is a constant source of support and light and wonderfulness just all around. And I am so thankful to have um, been able to call him a Web3 friend. You know, it's just, it's really awesome. So we're bringing in awesome people like Scoops. We're asking them all the same 21 questions. The whole point is that we highlight each and every one as an individual and not as whatever their extra little label is. As important as it is that we acknowledge our labels, we are not them. So. We want to be more than that. We want to highlight you as more than that. So to get us kicked off, Scoops, first, just how are you today? Hi, Quaz. I see you in here. Hi, Black Girl. Hi, Screams. Hi, Hannah. Hello, hello. Congratulations on this first episode. I've been so excited since I received the message and the invite. It's It's been, I don't know, it feels like I'm on a game show and it's kind of cool. Oh, I love that. I like that. Not another blank in Web3. We need like a some sort of a, a uh, what's it called? An audio to go off in the background <laughs> where we talk to diverse individuals. I love that. Okay, well, why don't we kick off with our first question? And um, that first question 
is what three words do you think others most use to describe you in Web3? I'm, I'm really hoping these are the good kinds of words they'd use. Um, I think I've, I've had a, a decent reputation. And based on you know, what I've seen people respond with, I, I find that I'm friendly, optimistic, and inclusive, I would say. Oh, yes, 100%. I, those would definitely be friendly, optimistic, inclusive. Inclusive is such an important one. And, and particularly, I'm pretty sure everybody here follows them, but if not, um, please do. And yeah, in inclusion is a big part of his whole timeline. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, Amanda, you want to come in with the second question? I do. First, Scoops, hi. I've been following you for a while and just love your content. And when you started speaking, I had no idea you were British, maybe. So that's crazy. Um, so we're going to start and get into these questions. And the first one is, we're just going to start right at the beginning of, uh, of your timeline. So what do you do? How do you start your day? Um, I tend to start my day by ignoring my phone, honestly. I just, I wake up, I make myself some tea, usually lemon ginger with a little bit of honey. Um, and then I read for a bit. I just do a chapter or two. And after that, you know, I've got that calmness around me and I can just start the day. And that way I don't have to, you know, come into the, the Twitter grind from, from the get-go. Except for this morning, I, I woke up too early, so I made myself a coffee and I watched Halloween. So that's a bit different, but otherwise, a tea in a book. That's awesome and very interesting way to start your day. Krishna, do you want to hop in with number three? Or you know what? I will just do that. Okay, so we started with uh, how you start your day. What are you most excited about these days? Open-ended question. Take it any way you like. It really is open-ended. And I think I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And I think that the community really is what excites me the most, is the, the people that I've gathered around me, the ones that I follow and the ones that interact with me every day. It's It's really just been such an inspiration, like such a it, it brings it brings the positivity to my day. People say that I'm the one that's being, you know, all friendly and, and positive, but I'm feeding off of what I'm seeing. And I'm just really loving what I'm curating here and the community I'm building. And I'm excited to see where that goes next. That is amazing. Um, I just want to say, you are so amazingly annoying in that you're like the perfect... <laughs> everybody says everybody who's really successful are like no you don't look at your phone right away you don't you you take your time and you set your day right and you know what I don't do <laughs> any of that so I'm gonna have to emulate scoops just a little bit more <laughs> a little bit more um, oh, my, my day is a mess after that that's my one moment of calm everything else is just chaos so don't think it, it carries on that way <laughs> well, I guess that makes me feel a little bit better. I just adjust when my chaos is. <laughs> um, Krishna, are you, I, I can see you're having a little bit of trouble. I brought you on as a co-host to make sure or to see if that makes a difference. 
Can you uh, get on? Can we hear your chat? Hi, I was having many, many technical difficulties, but I am here now. <laughs> um, I am happy to be here, Scoops. Thanks for being with us. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of your work and um, your inclusivity, so we're so excited to be chatting with you today. Um, the next question is... What was your first NFT or your favorite NFT? Um, hi, Krishna. Thank you. Um, my, my first NFT was uh, Women Rise, uh, and I still hold it today. It's still one of my favorites. It's got a lot of sentimental value. Um, but as far as the favorite, I, I do want to mention it might, has to be my profile picture, uh, which is an X-Punk, um, mostly because they were the first collection that I came across that cared enough to expand the original punk collection to include more women and non-binary characters and my profile picture is non-binary and I was like this this is it this is fantastic and I've just I've, I've been using it ever since that's amazing um love your profile picture and love that it has that depth of meaning to it thank you for sharing I just wanted to ask too, so I saw you did a little uh, Halloween tweak of it, but I hear some people say that they have like a forever PFP. Is the is the punk your forever PFP? Yeah, it's it's become my identity at this point. Um, there was a while back that I was using, um, it was after the World of Women Galaxy minted and I had one of those, which I love. Um, and I was using that for a while but I just kept coming back to this one just based on its identity. And I was using it for so long that I, I was like, this is me, to the point where when I change my profile picture to support my friends, like the Nerd Collective, for example, um, I you know I changed my profile picture to support them. It lasts about a day, and then I'm like, no, I need to go back. I need to be me. <laughs> I totally get that, though. I uh, For a while on Discord... Um... Our, our first uh, NFT, my first NFT was a chubby corgi. And there was a chubby corgi with the same color background you have, Scoops. And uh, he had a little, uh, not a little, a giant axe and a poncho. And he just looked like he was ready to go kill bitches everywhere. And I loved him so much. But then they rugged and it felt weird to be supporting that. So, yeah, <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> okay. Moving on to our next uh, question, guilty Web3 pleasure. This is actually a really interesting question. I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer. Just anything that that means to you, guilty Web3 pleasure. This is such a tricky one, honestly, because, I mean, on the one hand, none of my pleasures are guilty. I own them. I'm like, you know what? I'm weird. I like this stuff. Um, but I do know there's stuff out there, I'm sure, that, you know, is considered a guilty pleasure. And I'm, I don't know, I struggle to think what that could be. Um, one thing I do enjoy, but also hate, is whenever I come across something that's way too engagement farming, I just, I, I, I really get a pleasure out of just skipping over it and not answering. Or if it's one of those, it's like, GM, say it back. I'm like, nope, <laughs> next. And I kind of do enjoy that moment of, ha, you didn't get me with that tactic. Um, so I don't know if that would count as a guilty pleasure or not. That's just my my little piece of evil, I suppose, that I have. It's oh, I... Go ahead. 
<laughs> I totally count that. Go ahead, Anonymous. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm like, super, I'm super new to Twitter. So I didn't know what engagement farming was. And so for the longest time, like, I would engage with that. And I didn't realize, like, oh, no one's actually reading these. This is a thing. I didn't understand what people meant when with the word engagement farming. It's not something you hear in, in everyday speak. So I didn't realize I was being engagement farmed for a while. So it's, it's very funny that you say you found power in that. <laughs> I think um, like the, the longer you're in here, the more obvious these are. Because at first I didn't know either. When I first came in, um, I was just trying to share some art and I just kept posting it under these same people. And I'm like, they're not even looking at it. In fact, I think someone's even trying to steal this because someone did at one point. Um, and then some other kind of comments that I would respond to. And then over time, I'm like, oh, right. They're just doing this to get the numbers up and to show that they're kind of popular. But like, they're just using any any random question or, or even typos being used so that you can type back saying, oh, you made a mistake. Anything works these days. And when it's obvious that it's just for that and you, they don't care, I'm like, nah, I just, I don't know why it feels petty. Even if it's one of my friends that does it, I will still skip over them sometimes. Like, no, just be be authentic. I love that. And I will say, um, <laughs> I do that a lot just in uh, kind of everything. I feel like if there's something that somebody tells me to do, even if I want to do it, part of me is like, mm, no. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was for you to say something. No, that's, that's funny uh, that you said that, because I can totally see that from your personality. Um, no, <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> so, Scoops, what have you been focused on lately? I know that you are all over Twitter, but what has been your focus lately? Um, it's it's got to be um, kind of within the same lines of, of Twitter, just uh, being being present uh, now that I've got a little more time for these things, just, um, you know, interacting with my community and building it um, because, you know, I, w I would like to do something with Web3, not just, you know, have an account where I say some things. Um, so, you know, I want to really consider what this could be and build from there. And I've already got, you know, a great community of people. So that's definitely something I've been focused on. Um, and the other thing would be creating art. I, I do have a collection that I've um, been wanting to put out. It's the one I, I just kind of touched on just a question or two ago about um, the art being stolen. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, finish some things up with that and get that out. But my brain goes to all kinds of art. So I've been doing some writing as well. And so I guess just creativity in general has been a big focus of mine aside from the community. That is so interesting because I didn't know you were an artist and I follow like all your tweets. I'm pretty sure I like, like and respond to all of them. Is that, did I like miss it? Or do you, do you not talk about that a lot? The art part? Um, I, I don't, I, so here's the thing. I have trouble talking about myself or like promoting myself. Or I think a lot of us, you know, go through this. Um, of just the struggle of, you know, um, bragging or of showing something off. Um, a month, a few, well, several months ago, I did used to show some of the art that I made. Um, when part of that got stolen, and I saw that someone tried to sell it as their own, 
I took everything down because I'm like, this this can't go further until I'm ready because this was something that I was that comes from me and it's uh, it means something, and I was devastated. And um, so since then, I haven't wanted to share anything until I felt ready to actually you know release the collection. Um, so you know a bit of that, but also as I've been growing with community and things are quiet, I've been focused just more on that on. On you know engaging properly and getting to know my followers, it's quite a time. It's it's a great time to get to know people, to network, to support. Um, so yeah, I haven't really been shining a light. I've mentioned it here and there, but you've definitely not seen anything um, from it. But hopefully soon. I know we have our twenty-one, but I'm gonna ask you one more follow-up on that. So. I love what you've described and I think I've seen like maybe one, maybe two other projects that have built the way that you kind of mentioned you're building where you're not sure what you're going to build yet because you're building it for your community and followers. Do you, is that like, you know, do you think that's the wave of the future? I think that it's a sustainable way. Um, I mean, nothing is guaranteed, but I think that if you build with intention and you greet the people that you meet and get to know them, then suddenly you already have a whole network of people that support you anyway. So whatever it is that you think, aha, this is what I need for me, I'm going to go do this project. You've already got people that will back you up. And as long as you don't you know, rug them or, or use them maliciously, I think that it's a great way to start. Because um, the way I did start back then a year ago or so, um, or more now, um, I was just trying, kind of like putting my art out there. I was being like, okay, here's this one, here's this one. And I really didn't get the concept. I was new to social media. I'd given it up a few years ago. So, you know, it took me a while to realize that, no, you don't, you can be lucky and get something sold by just throwing it out there. But you'll have much more of a sustainable future uh, for any recurring things you do, at least, if you, you know, take care of your community. You get to choose. Do you want a community or do you want an audience? And I think depending on how you interact with people, your future will pay that one way or another. That's a really beautiful answer. And I think, um, you know, I think you tapping into your own creative, um, creative space and your own creativity um, will help bring more of the right people into your community that um, share that purpose and that vision with you. And so that's really, really an exciting space to be in, in my opinion. That's awesome. Um, and speaking of not being able to um, kind of promote your own work or uh, yourself, our next question is, what's the best or most recent compliment you've re you've received? Um, so it's kind of weird to say this, but like, I almost get complimented every day just in my comment section. And oh. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at me, I'm great. Um, but people are genuinely so nice that they, you know, they thank me for sharing something inspirational or for reminding them to, to unclench their jaw and relax. Or maybe my, you know, welcoming manner um, kind of onboarded them into the Web3 side of community. And I've heard different things like that all the time and I, I guess most recently what, what really stood out is a few people have recommended me as an account to follow to other people you know when you see someone ask you know who should I follow in whatever and they've tagged me in that and I was like wow this 
this means a lot. I'm not just this random person in your community. It's I'm someone, you know, who to you is uh, is of value. And it's it's for someone like me who's struggled in the real world in other ways. This it does mean a lot. I love that so much. And I think it's kind of funny that um, you and I just had this interaction like the other day where uh, you said something along the lines of um, it's as important to to say and, and own up to the negatives as it is the positives as to brag about the positives. And I was like, I would I think it's even more so. And you were kind of like, well, hang on, we do have to acknowledge the fact that we need to accept compliments for the things that we do. And we're all badasses here. And I think that that's kind of a thing that a lot of us as artists struggle with is like, yeah, I guess my thing's okay. But like that one over there is really good. And like, I guess I'm all right, whatever. But like, I also am really bad in these ways. So I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's something that we probably all need to uh, work on. Um, but moving on. What are you most inspired by? Um, I think it's got to be the people I follow. It's it's just seeing people not only just come out of their shells when they come into a space like this and you see them open up and, and share their art or they, they're eloquent on spaces or they're good at, you know, at building or whatever it is. Um, I just can't help but feel inspired with almost every day when I see someone do something. And it's just, I don't know, like we're in a sea of brilliance right now. There's this whole new, you know, technological innovation. And regardless of your skill set, or if you think you don't have a skill set, you're offering something to this space. And you had the balls to come in and do something here, even if it's just say a GM and be part of that culture. And it's just like, wow, we, we're riding this new wave. And it's, I've never been early in a, in something like this. I'm not someone who's who's trendy or cares about any of that, but this this feels special and it's the people around me that make it feel special for sure. That is amazing, super fast. Um that was a really great answer. Hannibal, hi. Because this is our first session, I didn't know whether or not I should bring you up. So, this is a random moment of me going, "Ah, Hi, you've never been up before. We are so happy. <laughs> Sorry, he said he accidentally pushed the button. <laughs> you're one of us now. You're one of us. Now you're up here and you're never going away. Okay, so I think that's totally, I, I agree with you. I mean, honestly, Scoops, we are all in a totally new space and it's there's so much potential and there's just so much to be excited for that yeah it is incredibly inspiring um anonymous why don't you take it i believe it's your turn yes and and i love that too i think not just the people around us being inspiring but like motivating to keep going when you have a bad day which it happens you know and then there's some people who are just so real and so positive and, and, and you're included on my list of this that like, you know, if someone else is just saying something positive, you can just like put on that hat, even if you're not feeling it and be like, I'm just going to go with that vibe today. Um, so I, I love that the inspiration piece. Um, we're going to switch it up, do a fun one. 
what are three things you cannot live without? And I, I'm assuming here that like the food, water, air, basics thing, you know, because a record player and no air would, would not be very useful. Yeah, you, you've got <laughs> shelter, you've got clothes, basic needs. <laughs> needs to cover. Okay. They're not like naked and afraid in the wilderness. <laughs> um Although I'm fine without the clothes. Like, I haven't worn underwear in, like, two years of being, in, you know, from the pandemic and stuff. But, um, oh, my God. I told you we'd get to know people on a whole new level. Who did who knew that about scoops? Nobody. I know. That's, like, serious 100% alpha. It, that's, we've, gonna, got you know the ex- <laughs> we've got the exclusive. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that out later. And I will be sure to tag this. this you yeah. heard it here first. Okay, sorry I interrupted you. You can um, do it. so it's not underwear. You don't need those. What are the three things? Um, I think music to both listen to and to make, art to both observe and to make, and humor. Like without humor, my life just has no meaning. Um, so I think those three play a really big uh, part in my life. So now I have to follow up: music to listen and to make. What's that about? Um, I mean, okay, not not to make as in I'm a producer here making my own, you know, albums and everything. I just, um, I mostly just go to my guitar and whenever I'm either bored or I can't focus or I just need to find that, match that frequency in my mood, um, it's always been there as as a help. And whenever I can't express myself in one way or another, whether it is musically or, art- or artistically otherwise, um, something feels missing. So... Um, you know, maybe I'll put something out one day that has some music to it. But at the moment, as long as I can play it privately, that that's fine for me. Amazing. Again, now we have two huge pieces of alpha that we like dragged out of you. Perfect. We're just getting to know scoops better and better. This is great. Um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um. It was actually something that I came across. So no one actually told me this piece. I just, there was one strip of paper um, that a professor had written down for a friend. And I just happened to come across it. And it simply said, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And it was at a time that I was kind of stuck with trying to figure some things out. And the question alone seemed simple, but what I tried to do was remove all judgment all feelings, all emotion, like everything entirely, and just focus on what would I do if I was not afraid. And that really helps me make a decision and, you know, just take some next steps uh, in my life. Um, and part of that is how I'm still here in the in the US. Um, so it's, you know, it's done a lot of good for me. It's, it's not an easy one to tackle. I know it's a simple question on the surface, but to find a moment to remove those feelings and judgment of other people and everything, um, you know, it's, I think it's good to answer truthfully to yourself when you can really peel back those layers. That is such a good answer. And that's been a common theme for me recently too. It's like, what would this be like if you weren't afraid or if you didn't have fear around this thing? Um, and it, it's a really beautiful thing when you can get to the other side of that feeling for no other reason than that you know you can feel better about this thing for, for no reason at all. Um, and uh, I don't know if that made any sense, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. 
Thank you for sharing. And I wonder too, do you think that you're able to do what you're doing now on Twitter because you've gotten over some of that fear? Um, yeah, I think in general, Twitter itself, and specifically the NFT Web3 side of Twitter, where we use these PFPs that aren't our faces, and I'm using a name that's not my real legal name, um, I think it's a lot easier to get over fear because I, I personally have a, an awful lot of anxiety. Um, and um, this just adds that one little blurred area where I'm still my authentic self, but I'm not seen directly, you know, face to face or anything. Um, so I think that has helped. And then, you know, over, over time, since I've been here on, on Twitter in this space, I've got to kind of understand what this whole thing is a little more. And I've met good people and they've made me feel comfortable. And that alone is enough to help me get over an extra layer of fear. And that's what I love about, you know, building community and, and making it inclusive and welcoming is that you see people that would otherwise be afraid to speak up anywhere. And on here, they're finally finding that, that voice or the authentic identity because you can do and be whoever you want to be here. So I, I do think it does help. I love that so much. When you said the line, when you said, actually, what would you do? if you weren't afraid or without fear, I got chills. It was like, oh, shit, I've never considered that. So, like, if I was trying to move forward and I'm unsure of this, well, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? So that's, like, thank you so much because that's going to be incredibly helpful for me. I suspect it'll be helpful for others, especially artists. Like, oh, my God, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Well, <laughs> would you do it if you weren't afraid? Uh, maybe, I guess that's, that's really, really nice. I love that. Um, and it's not always, you know, as simple as, oh, here's the answer, go and execute it. You know, it's, you might still have an obstacle. It might take time. You might even fail, but at least you might know in your heart what it is that you would like to be doing. And I think that is what's ultimately important to know. I agree. I agree with you. I think that's so important because just to have your goals and be able to say, I want this. This is what I want. This is the goal that I'm going to reach for. Scary will come in play, but it is what I want. I think that's beautiful. Um, I'm really excited for this one. So was there a time that you almost gave up and what made you keep going? Um, yes, absolutely. Many times. Um, both in life, unfortunately. I've, I've been places in my life where I have wanted to give up. I've even made the decision to, and, you know, obviously I'm still here, so that's that's great. Um, but let's not get into to that side just on this show. Um, but as far as in this space, um, like I mentioned before, when I, I was trying to just show off my art and to see if you know, there was any interest in, in selling it, and I saw that someone else has set up a separate account and was trying to sell it as their own, they even used my story because I, I, within that collection, I was using my, it was, it was about anxiety. And they used the same copy paste paragraph that I wrote about my own personal struggle. And that was just the line for me. Like, this is just, I can't, I can't do this. So I took down the whole collection. Like I said before, um, 
I almost, because I didn't really have much of a community, I almost gave up. I was like, well, what's the point in trying to make it here if this happened so early on and I just don't know what to do next? Um, but I, I, something made me stick around. And I think it was, I'd been in here long enough that a few people um, made me feel welcome enough to, to carry on, that I wasn't just alone shilling my project, but someone cared that that happened to me. And um, I think without that sense of community and belonging, I probably wouldn't have carried on. I might have given up on, on this entirely and been like, yeah, it's all a scam. But, you know, it's together. We really are stronger. I know it's cheesy and corny, but it's very true. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for that. Go ahead, Anon. Well, so I'm pretty sure I know exactly what your like worst pet peeve is. But other than the worst thing that happened to you, which that anyone who's gone through something in Web3 where you've been made a victim, it sucks. Like, I, I get it. I've been there um, and wanting to give up and not, you know, come back. And I, I, I like really resonate with what you said. There was just like a couple of people that I had met that I was like, I, I would miss this connection if I just gave up. So... I'm so glad that you stuck around. Um, so other than, you know, like tragically being victimized, um, what pet peeves or annoys you the most about Web3? I could be here all night with this question. I have so many things that I would love to fix about Web3. I am so passionately against so many things. One thing that really just gets me, though, are the bromunities, where it's just like these macho guys playing alpha with each other and gatekeeping, and they're just dismissing anything that isn't made by a another man. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like, just just stop whipping each other with tails in the in the locker room here and, and, and do something else. Like, there's great stuff to look at out here. There are great artists in under underrepresented communities. And we could be so much more advanced in this whole thing if we just embraced other people and had their ideas because sticking with one line of thinking isn't going to take us very far. And in fact, we've seen what we've become and it's quite ugly out there in some places. So I, I have a, yeah, the whole bro immunity thing is just, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. You know how there's like sort of copy paste things that are just like always going around. There was one week a couple of weeks ago where everyone was like tweeting, here's the 99 people you need to know in Web3 that are going to change the world. And if you went through the list, 98 of them were men. It's like, how can you how can you like look at that and think that that's something that's valuable to put into the world? How? It, it's all they see. I mean, we're all guilty of our own echo chambers in some ways. Um, but, you know, when you look around, especially like you're a guy in those scenarios and you're looking around and you're all you see is like a hall of mirrors. You're all the same kind of person. Then obviously your thoughts on what the community is made up of is just that. And you can't think beyond that. And for some reason, they can't even realize that everyone looks the same in this room. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's so sad. Like I, I try not to 
kind of make fun of them or insult them in ways. You know, I, I'm pretty direct sometimes with some tweets, but I, I do want to give someone a chance of realizing maybe they are just completely unaware and by making fun of them isn't going to help. It's just going to make them more defensive. So I, I, if there's any way to reach over and have them realize that diversify your community and you'll have many more answers and solutions to things than you have right now. And your list would be much more diverse as well. I love that answer. And it's, you know, you know, back to your point scoops about they don't realize it, but it's, um, it's like, like attracts like, right. And so if that's what they stand for, then um, unfortunately, more of those people come into their space and, um, that's why we do things like this and we support each other so that we can, um, we can try to not, maybe not break it, but just bring awareness to something else. Um, anyways, the next question is what's the best thing to happen in web three this year? Um, I think it's, I, I, I think more people will agree with, with this now, but I think it's still a bit unpopular with many that just care about their bags. But I think the bear market is one of the best things to happen because things were getting crazy and just, it was, you just couldn't keep up. Like I, you know, I've been in this long enough that I've seen different waves of people come in. And when that January, February mark kind of hit where everyone was coming in, the great thing is a lot of uh, more women came into the space and it was like the, the month or two of women in NFTs, but it just snowballed after that and things got so crazy and then the scams and we needed this break. We needed to just calm down, go back to having conversations to just let our minds settle. Time became such a warp during those times, like it, days would pass in, in the blink of an eye. And I think that slowing down has allowed people to realize you know what they have uh, i think projects have now been able to realize can they be sustainable for the future because during a hype market sure people might come and go and you're doing great but during times where it's quiet if you have nothing to offer then you realize that you know something's missing um, and it's given you know founders quiet time to build more and innovate and i i do think that i've made some fantastic connections thanks to everything slowing down I agree with that. We actually talk about that within um, the walls of what we're building. Um, it's like, you know, even though um, our personal user growth can be a little bit slow, what we're, what we're building is way more intentional and meaningful to a small community, which will have profound impacts whenever, um, you know, whenever we get more of those types of people to use what we are building or really what anybody else is building. So it's really an exciting time. And it, it, it does allow us to think at a deeper level what we really need and what um, the community really needs um, in, in terms of just moving the whole industry forward. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, you know, even what you said just before that about um, you know, ignorance begets ignorance or, or like begets like and whatever, you know, all of this sort of like strung together of um, so much of that like came in and then it, it just 
snowballed and now we've got a lot of people that have gone out and we're we're getting this whole new mix of people and so yeah you're right this bear market has really brought in a new diverse group and it's basically like a fresh wave of of people and i i'm i'm very excited about that i think that's really really cool um so this is kind of a hard question now because we have so many new things that we know about you uh we know that you're a musician and an artist uh what is one thing people don't know about you um i think i mean they know a little about it uh because here i would say that it's um my anxiety and mental health because I do talk about it. I've made a few posts before and I, I do continue to to be vocal about my own struggles and, uh, you know, how things feel. And, you know, I think there's people out there that don't want to speak up and, you know, they're quietly suffering. And I think there's it's, there's always a need um, for more voices, you know, stories save lives. Um, so people are aware of that part of me, but I don't think people are aware of how severely impacted my life is because of it. Um, like when I say I haven't worn underwear in two years, it's because I haven't really gone outside. I, I, unless it's to like take the trash out or run to like the store or the bank real quick across the street. And I live in New York. It's literally across the street. I have not left. I haven't done anything. My body is co-inhabited with fear and it, it holds me back. And I, if I didn't have these, these, these issues, I would be advancing so much more because there's so much that my, my mind wants to do. The ADHD kicks in and I just have all these ideas, all these kinds of art that I want to share and projects that I'd love to set up with someone. And I know the drive is there, but I have so much fear and anxiety that you would not believe. Like it is, it's, it's awful. Um, and I pull it together pretty well online. I think, you know, I, I show up every day and, I try to share only positive things. Um, I'm never trying to be, you know, fake about it. It's always trying to come from a place of authenticity. Um, but that helps me keep things more balanced within me as well. So it's not just for the people. It's also for myself. Um, and I think that that uh, no one really realizes that, especially since they see that I'm, you know, doing well at the moment. I'm, you know, growing nicely within the community. But that doesn't mean that there's no struggle. And uh, I think we need to recognize that many people around us are also struggling in one way or another. So it's, it's always good to cut some slack and take breaks. I love that you shared that. I think that the tweet that you wrote about that was the first one that I saw of yours and engaged with, um, where you talked about how just because things look fine on the surface, you don't really know what's going on with someone. And just the fact that you shared that in, you know, crypto Twitter, I was like, it just stood out to me and made me like want, want to be around that. I don't know how else to explain it. So, you know, the fact that you're, it's really hard to put that kind of stuff out there. And I, I know you say you get compliments every day, but, you know, hopefully you know how much like that means to people. So I will then go on to the next question. Um, what is something you don't want to be doing in five years? 
I don't want to be losing my voice fighting for this damn equality, diversity, and inclusivity. I want five years is a short enough period of time, but long enough for for people to get their crap together. Um, because we're just getting going, and we're already going too fast down the wrong lane. Like, yeah, lots of people will succeed, but we're leaving plenty behind. And there's nothing I hate more than seeing. We see things in you know in, in real life and in Web two all the time like this, where suddenly someone's big enough and is like,、oh, okay, now I want to look good, so let me go back and help so and so. Like, no, we don't have to go back and help people in five years' time when we're mainstream. We bring them with us now, and then we set the expectation and and lead by example, so that anyone coming in knows that this is a place where anyone can thrive and where we respect each other and celebrate our differences. Because look at these great, brilliant things that we can bring into this space, and that's just going to move us forward in remarkable ways. So I do not want to be in five years' time with all of you still repeating this same thing of, but please just listen to us, like. It's it's been the entire history of the world up until now, so we've got a chance of starting a new world where things are a little different. So that is what I would like to not be doing. That's a great That's answer.、Good. Go ahead, Nanmith. Nope, go ahead. I was just gonna say I love that. I one hundred percent agree. Claps emoji. Yeah, and I think、um, a part of that is being able. Everybody being able to see themselves in other people,、um, regardless of you know, regardless of anything,、um, and I think that paradigm is shifting a little bit too. And so I agree with you. And I think that was a that was a beautiful answer.、Um, the next question is: What's one thing that you had to learn the hard way? With this one, I think I. I want to take it more personal because, not just for anyone here, but anyone who might listen later on as well. I think these things are important. And one thing that I think I had to learn the hard way was gender and sexuality, because, you know, I luckily kids these days, the younger younger kids,、uh, have it much easier because you know they come home from school talking about you know people being non-binary or about you know this,、um, one of my favorites. I used to work with kids. And this one little kid for Halloween was a dinosaur princess, and he was a boy, or at least he identified at the time as as a boy.、Um, but he came as a princess with dinosaur feet and a tail. And like this, I never had this when I was young. I would have been beaten the crap out of if I did that when I was a kid. And I think that when it comes to discovering your own identity or your own sexuality or even sexual practices. It's something that is so heteronormative that they only teach you, and even then in schools they only like skirt around it. Oh, this is what you do. That goes in there, and a baby is born. But like, someday you realize you're gay, and it's like, well, I don't know how to have sex because, like, what do I do? Like, I guess this is I've seen on the internet, or this guy on Grinder said. Like, I think something that a lot of us had to learn the hard way, and I'm hoping that it's getting easier and easier, is that is, you know, the.、Uh, Figuring out your gender in an inclusive, welcoming environment where you don't have fear of having to correct someone,、um, and to just be your true self. And I think,、um, you know, anyone who's who's older than just a teenager, I guess these days, might have gone through some struggle with that in the past. 
Wow, that is a fabulous answer and absolutely so true. And even like, um, my, my husband is the best person in the world. Please don't take this the wrong way. But he did grow up, his dad is a little bit homophobic. So there are a few things that he drilled in to my husband that I have had to undrill. <laughs> and um, what's been really interesting is the talk about putting sexuality in school and I'm of the opinion that this should be in third grade fourth grade fifth grade sixth grade we should be talking about this we should be talking that everybody is is uh experiencing things in a different way and you're so right it's heteronormative to say this is how the baby's made and end of story it's like well first of all there are lots of different ways that babies can be made now and Second of all, that's not what the point is. It's about the relationship. And so I love that, that, you know, that's, that's one thing that really sinks in with you. And I'm so appreciated, appreciative that, um, this is up because anybody who's going to be listening will be able to, to hear that. And I think that that's really awesome. Um, okay. Speaking of being young, and having to figure things out, what did you do? What did you want to do with your life at 12? Uh, I, I think what, what I remember the most was I, I really, really wanted to be an actor. Um, I just, I loved just, I, I hated the attention because I was too shy. My anxiety goes back to forever. Um, but I just, I loved kind of performing and just being silly and goofy. And I, I had a lot of inspiration from, uh, like Jim Carrey and Mr. Bean and very kind of physical stuff. But I was so anxious that I just was like, there's no way I can do this in front of a camera. And I was like, what if I went into voice acting? Because that way I can just do the acting part, but I'm not seen. Um, none of these things panned out, obviously. Um, you know, it, they could still, who knows? But yeah, I definitely wanted to be an actor as a little 12 year old. That's great. Not not in the sense that, you know, like being on Twitter is acting, but but does that satisfy like some of that role? I mean, because it is it is not performing, but like you're in a, you're engaging with an audience, at least. Do you do you feel like that's part of the any of the draw for you? You know, that's actually a really great question. I hadn't even considered from that point of view, because as much as I'm not performing, I'm not pretending to be someone else. I, I have, in the past, I used to have, um, you know, different accounts. This is years and years ago. And I would have my own persona kind of thing. Um, but no, these days, since it's coming from me, I never considered it. But you're right. There is still an element of, I have my stage. This is my platform. I say things and you interact or you react. And uh, I guess there is something in that that is the connecting with the audience and with the community that, that I do enjoy. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's performative at all, but I, I, I really appreciate that question. That's, that's an interesting one to think about. So we know your friends and family don't think you're an actor. What do your friends and family think you do in web three? A bum. He's a lazy bum. Um, no, I actually I've been quite lucky. I I haven't shared too much about Web3 and crypto and things like that because well I was still learning it a few months ago, well I guess you know a year or two ago now. Um 
I didn't want to get someone else sucked into it and then have them lose money. Because uh, the first thing before NFTs, I, I, you know, I was doing a bit of um, investing in some coins and some things went well. You know, it was we had a great little run. Um, but I was really afraid that if I told my friends about it and they were like, oh, I want, to, I want a piece of that, that suddenly, you know, they would do it the wrong way and, and lose it all. Um, so I did keep that limited for a while. But those that do know, um, my mom's excited about my art. She's like, have, have you shown them your art? Yeah. Have you done that? Like, no, not yet. I'm still finishing it. Um, and then my friends, they're not into my, my, my in real life friends. They're not really into Web3 at the moment, but I think they do kind of you know, respect me for just kind of doing something here with it. And uh, I think no one's really mentioned it being a scam yet. So uh, I'm, I'm safe. No, one's, no one thinks I'm crazy. I'm glad no one thinks you're crazy um, and that they, they sort of get what you do. My, my family doesn't get it, but they try to get it. And my mom heard a, a news story about Board Ape Yacht Clubs and the, the SEC thing when uh, she called me. She's like, you have to you have to sell all of your Board Ape Yachts, Amanda. You've got to sell them all. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's so sweet that you're trying to participate, but I don't own any Board Apes and I, and I never will. Um, so it's funny the way that our families perceive, uh, what it is that we are doing. That's a really funny story, Amanda. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks for sharing that scoops. I think, um, my friends and family, um, you know, I, it, it's, uh, I always tell people that, um, you know, in, in, in a lot of other industries, you know, you have really, really professional people, like PhD level people who can um, explain a subject really well and you can kind of get the top experts. And in Web3, it seems like everybody's sort of hovering in the fifth and sixth grade and that's kind of the highest level. And I'm still in like first or second grade, so I can't expect that anybody um, outside of the space really knows what we're doing. So I like to draw that analogy sometimes. Um, but the next question is, if there was one thing you could change about Web3, what would it be? Um, yeah, the, 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 again, there's probably several things, but I think equality would be one that stood out because you know, if things were more equal, that would mean they are more diverse. Um, if things were equal, it would mean it's not only the influencers that are getting these tips for big drops and, and you know, allow lists. And if things were equal, then more people would be hired for teams and be varied. And I think just in general, it just it opens the doors to like accessibility and to uh, opportunity. So um, I guess it kind of, you know, it's a bit more of an umbrella term that covers many other things, but I think that would have to be it, more, more or less, um, equality. Just everyone should have the same chance in this new space. There's, there's no reason to, to, to gatekeep for, for no reason. I think that's a great answer. And I think, you know, because, because it is so new, I think I've seen... Um, I've seen more people be able to get their voice heard in this space um, than any other space that um, I've ever worked in. I come from a real estate background, and this is um, far, far more welcoming than, than real estate was. So, yeah, agree with you. 
Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, that's one thing that we're constantly changing and pulling forward, hopefully continually pulling forward. I know some things have been seeming backwards lately, but you know, I think that's really cool that it's a constant, like, let's all move forward with equality and speaking on moving forward. How do you see the world in five to 10 years scoops? Um, so aside from my positivity online, uh, I have been told by people that I'm one of the most negative people they've ever met. <laughs> and so my answer here is, you know, on the one hand, I'm kind of concerned with some human caused disaster, whether it's, you know, the climate or war and weaponry. Um, but also um, the way technology is advancing, it's had me a, a bit worried for years, not in the way that like AI will turn into like robots that kill us, but just in the the way that we are choosing to weaponize technology um and you know it doesn't have to be a weapon as in something physical to hurt someone with but when you're creating manipulated videos and photos of what someone said just to like screw over and you know win an election or it can you know it's we're seeing how things are done now with ar and ai that in the wrong hands to convince a wide number of people of things is just something that scares me and the, you know, losing the privacy and the number of hacks and things. And, um, I can't help, but keep that in mind. And I, I don't have any kids and part of, I've got a few reasons why I've chosen not to, but one of those reasons is I'm really afraid of what the future will become. I'm, I, I don't want to be a pessimist about it, about, you know, the world ending or anything, but I I'm scared as is in the world that we have and the way things advance, I'm just having more concerns about where we're going. Um, so not everything is, is sunshine. <laughs> so those five, 10 years, I, you know, I'm hoping great things will come of it, of course, and we're bound to see wonderful things, but um, those things I am keeping my eye on. That's great. Um, so we're going to come full circle. The first question that we asked is, um, what words you thought others most used in Web3 to describe you? And so as we finish up, what do you hope people will take away from this interview about who you are and how they view you? Um, I think that I'm human. You know, I'm I'm just a simple human and I'm trying to do good things. I care. Uh, I'm all about uplifting underrepresented communities and standing up for what's right. And I want you to succeed. It's not all just about me and my journey. I'm just, I care. I'm, you know, I, I hope that, um, you know, I can seem authentic and genuine when I, I share things. Um, I, I will always try to be there and be honest about things in my life. And I think that um, in a space where we're all hiding behind PFPs and, you know, you can lie about whatever you want. I think finding that grain of, of authenticity in people is always something pleasurable. So I hope that people can find that in me and, and see where we can all go together. Thank you so much for that, Scoops. It's It's been so wonderful to have you. We got the scoop on Scoops. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I didn't say that before now. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, that was really amazing. And it is really lovely to get to know you as a human, as, you know, the really deep 
intricate person that you are. Thank you for being vulnerable with us and sharing, you know, your your anxieties and the negatives about yourself as well as all those positives. You know, we all we all see all the positives and rarely ever do we actually acknowledge the negatives. Um, and so I think it's really important as, as far as like society, you know, with Instagram and, and Facebook and blah, blah, blah. But you guys get what I mean. Um, Krishna, Anonymous, or uh, Amanda, do you guys want to say anything as we wrap up? Yes. Oops. Thank you so much for doing this and being our first ever guest. We came up with this as an experiment because we really wanted to get to know people. And as someone that didn't know you before we started talking today, other than, you know, some, some very amazing tweets that, you know, have really, like, meant a lot to me, I just... It was so cool getting to talk to you and, and meet you like on a personal level and and that you were so open and I'm just so thankful. Thank you so much for your time. Echoing what Amanda and Lindsay have said, um, thank you so much for your time. It's um, really fun getting to know people um, beyond their PFP and for who they really are. And um, I think it's important to you know, in, in tech and in Web3, we kind of tend to cover that up. And um, I think this aspect of just humanness in life is is really important. So thank you, Scoops. It's a pleasure getting to know you. I I want to thank you all. I'm, I'm grinning here. So my, my face hurts so much. This has been so much fun. I really love talking to you. And you've just made things feel so welcoming and interesting. And I, I I really wish you so much success with this because I you know getting people on to just go on and ramble is one thing, but keeping things kind of moving with separate questions I think is a great way to keep the audience interested too. Uh, so I for one am, am definitely interested to to see the the lineup that's yet to come. Very excited about that. I'm very excited about all of you. And I just found out now that Krishna, I haven't been following you. I was sure that I was. You seem very familiar. I apologize. I have just rectified that. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been truly wonderful. I really am honored to be on this first episode. Thank you. Of course. And um, Scoops, by the way, I forgot to mention this. We would love to, um, when you're ready, We've been doing like like we're doing a, a gala tomorrow or a Saturday that's for poetry, and we're planning on doing one every like three months ish in spatial uh, virtual metaverse gallery, and um, we would like to just you know put up all of our artists. So Hannibal, um, G- uh, genius screams was in here a while ago. They're all performing their poetry at our gala. Um, I would love to talk with you and maybe do something where whenever you're ready, we can all put your art out there and we can all, um, yeah, I don't know, just, just figure out a way to, to help each other, you know, succeed. And I think that would be really great. So if, if you're interested, I would love to, to chat about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely interested. And, and anything else that I, I can ever do for any of you or, you know, be a guest on anything, always happy to. So just go ahead and reach out. Um, but no, that, that's also really cool and interesting because I, aside from the drawing, my collection, um, each one of those um, that I have, a bit of alpha here as well, uh, um, it's going to be, I think, I think here, it will be 100 pieces in my collection. They're all individual one-on-ones. 
but each one also has a tiny little blurb, a little story about them. Um, and aside from that, I am doing a bit of writing in other things. So I'm, I am curious to see the, the whole kind of writing poetry side of these uh, of NFTs. So uh, yeah, definitely very excited. Oh yeah, heck yeah. Um, and I think we'll, we're going to try and record some aspects of the Poetry Gala, so you may see that up and about. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you everyone so much for showing up. Everybody, our you know, co-hosts, Krishna, Amanda, Scoops, our guests, thank you guys so, so, so much for being here. Um, and I will let everybody go. Have a wonderful rest of your day. If it's Thursday, awesome. If it's Friday, awesome. And I'll see you guys around the Web3 Nation. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you, Scoops. <laughs> <laughs>